Hi guys, welcome to Common Ground, a political podcast where we talk about controversial issues that matter to students. I'm Danielle Moret. My major is political science with an emphasis in international relations, and I tend to lean towards the liberal side of issues. And then my co-host is Lexi Hamill. Hi guys, my name is Lexi Hamill. I am currently a senior here. Like Danny, I am a double major in political science and communication. Instead of doing the international relations track, I am actually going into the American studies track. So that's the one thing that Danny and I differ on. Besides our political beliefs, I tend to lean more to the right. And we are hoping by the end of each podcast, we will find common ground. And yeah, that's just the goal that we have. Danny, do you want to elaborate more? Yeah, so Lexi and I kind of came up with this idea. Um, we work at the University Journal together, and when we first met each other, we realized that we were on total different sides of the political spectrum. I'm very liberal. Lexi's very conservative. Um, but we wanted to develop an understanding about each other's beliefs, and also we realized that this has more to do with outside life too, right? We all have contentions with our families, um, and so I just wanted to develop more of an understanding for the other side. So that was kind of my idea in coming into this podcast. Right. Yeah. I think we've seen in the political climate that we live in how many friendships or family relationships have been destroyed because of politics, which is super sad. Yeah. And I feel like even this past two years, really since the pandemic began, um, it's been even more difficult to kind of get along with certain family members just because I feel like ideas have gotten really extreme. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we are hoping to find common ground into our first topic, which is the mask expectancy here on SUU's campus. Yes. So basically what we did is we went around and asked students what their views were for SUU's policy, which is currently mask expected, right? Before it was um, masks were appreciated. And of course, when the pandemic first hit, it was mandatory that we wore masks. So we're just going to go through and talk about if... SUU should reevaluate their position on this and what current students believe about the policy. We're going to begin with why students have some issues with the policy and we're going to talk about students that are advocating for wearing the mask on campus, having a required uh, mask policy instead of having it expected. So we went around and asked a couple of students and here's one of the responses that we received. Julia Lass stated, I do wish there was a strong mask mandate and that she's received 10 emails from different classes that basically someone has been infected with COVID, right? And so I feel for this side of the argument, people are really worried about getting infected themselves and also spreading it to family members that may, may have disabilities or be immunocompromised, which is really the danger when it comes to this virus, right? Spreading it to people that may not be able to handle it as well as others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which I do think that Julia has a very strong point because, I mean, I think all of us can relate that we have been getting emails left and right saying, yep, someone in your class tested positive. I currently have two teammates that just barely tested positive and there's seven of us. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think, I mean, as we've seen that Omicron spreads more rapidly than other coronavirus strains, I mean, people are going to get it. And it is also cold and flu season. So I think it gives people more incentive if they are feeling sick to go out and get tested so they aren't spreading it as much. Right. I also think there's a big worry with students like Julia. I'm not speaking for her and maybe this isn't her belief, but I know that 
Our campus currently does not have a vaccine mandate. And from what I know, the vaccine protects you against different variants of COVID as well as the original virus. Um, and students that may not have this virus are more susceptible to getting uh, more illness than students that probably have the vaccine. This isn't an exact like science. There's obviously like probability that it's going to differ per case. Um, but I know that was a big worry. For example, I actually just recovered from Omicron. I think it was Omicron. One of the I got <laughs> I got COVID is basically what happened at the beginning of the semester. Um, and I want to attribute like my symptoms being less to the vaccine because I was vaccinated. Obviously, there's no way of me knowing. Right. Because I'm I can't like test if I was vaccinated or if I wasn't what the severity of my illness would be. But, you know, I'm just glad that it <laughs> happened fast and it, like my illness wasn't too awful. But I can only imagine for those people out there that have, you know, comorbidities that really, really make them at high risk for this virus. No, absolutely. And I do think that it is statistically proven that you are less likely to suffer from a severe illness or even being admitted to the hospital if you are vaccinated and test positive for COVID. So that's awesome. It shows that vaccines work. Um, I mean, I think both of us are fully vaccinated. And like you said, that you didn't get as sick as what you potentially could have been. Um, and I think that leads us into um, kind of an argumentative side. We had a student, Jaron Wilson. He wasn't wearing a mask because he felt he was vaccinated and um, he felt that he didn't have the need to wear one. Um, but he also understood why people feel more comfortable wearing one. And so that's that's a question is if you are vaccinated and you recently test negative for COVID, why should you have to wear a mask? Right. No, I understand that point completely. You know, it's funny that you bring that up. So I'm from California. Um, that's where most of my family lives. And basically this time last year, they were going over whether or not people who are vaccinated should be required to wear a mask, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when they were really pushing for the vaccine, right, and trying to get people to take it, they're like, oh, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, right? But now they're, they're saying the complete opposite. Even if you're vaccinated and you have proof of vaccination, all that stuff, you are still obligated to wear a mask, you know? Mm -hmm. And I understand that the whole point of wearing a mask, being vaccinated, is to keep cases down, right? It's inevitable that all of us are going to get COVID at this point. It's an endemic, right? So it's just going to be like the flu. It's going to go on for <laughs> probably forever at right. this point. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think the reason why they're doing this is to keep hospitals from being overflowed, right? Because we have, well, for me, a healthcare system that doesn't support this type of illness, this type of virus, where a lot of people are getting ill um, and we just don't have the occupancy for people to be admitted to the hospital so yeah so i think this is a great question like if people are vaccinated should they wear a mask and i think just in terms of like school policy i would just say if someone is vaccinated and has tested negative recently i don't think they should be required to wear a mask because right. they're not infected so right yeah no and i i also think that um just and I mean obviously we're not in California we're not living there right now um, but I could see how residents of California could be frustrated I could see how students of California could be frustrated um, I think a big thing on why Americans maybe even students are frustrated with um, everything that's been going on and again I feel like we're still 
pretty fresh within COVID-19, which granted two years seems like forever, but how long has the flu been around? It's Mm -hmm. been around for what, hundreds of years, um, if not more. So I do think, um, again, we are still pretty fresh and we are learning day by day, but um, was it back in March, the CDC came out and released a statement and said, if you're fully vaccinated and you are surrounded by other people that are fully vaccinated, there is no need to wear a mask. And they've since then retracted that statement, which again, I mean, I people are learning more as more data comes out. I totally understand that. But I think people, they, they thought that they saw an end inside of these mask policies saying, oh, yep, if I'm vaccinated, then I won't have to wear my mask. And then all of a sudden that's retracted. And I get, you know, when cases go up, you have to adjust. But um, I was reading something that was super interesting, um, a a health experts column. And um, some of the health experts were claiming that psychological reactance is a common response when the human brain feels a threat against freedom. And um, I mean, you you see people coming out and saying, no, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to get vaccinated because, I mean, this here being cliche, this is a free country. I have the right to do what I want with my own body, Um, which is just super interesting. Um, And I'll just quote one of the doctors. She said, resistance is ingrained into our culture and brains from a young age. Everyone has some form of inner rebel that likes to question or do the opposite of what we're told. So I think with her saying that, I mean, people want to rebel. They don't like being told what to do. They don't like being told you have to wear a mask in school. You have to wear a mask in order to keep going to school or you have to be vaccinated to keep your job. People don't like being told what to do. And I mean, I I mean, I said this once before. I mean, I'm fully vaccinated and I personally choose not to wear a mask. I mean, there's some situations that you're required to like transportation. Um, I would never be the kind of person that would cause a scene on a flight because of masks. But again, I mean, I don't like being told what to do. I think, I mean, like these health experts are saying, it's human nature. So to what point are we going to keep allowing people to tell us what to do? I 100% see where you're coming from. I understand that um, basically people are tired. They're fed up. They want their freedom to, you know, not wear their masks. They want the freedom to choose not to be vaccinated, which for me, freedom like body autonomy for me is like a different type of topic right I totally believe that people should be free to choose if they want to be vaccinated or not right I mean if you want if you want to go against the science and not be vaccinated and choose to risk like your health go for it I'm totally Mm -hmm. for that and when it comes to the topic of freedom in general um, I can totally see how people they get fed up with being told what to do right america is basically founded on this principle of freedom and when we see that freedom being threatened us as a nation we're really really scared of having government tell us what to do in that sense right however how far do we take someone's personal freedom to affecting the health of others right right because i think that what you brought up was a great point i also think it's an interesting thing to bring up that The state of Utah is currently under federal investigation by the U.S. Department of Education because they believe that the policy of making sure that schools such as higher institutions like Southern Utah and public education cannot enforce masks. Like Mm -hmm. there's a ban on that. And what that does, according to the U.S. Department of Education, is put kids and students at risk 
who have disabilities, who mm-hmm. have these comorbidities, who have, you know, immunocompromised systems and who have, you know, all these other health issues, right? Right. So my question is, at what point do we stop saying your personal freedom is more important than someone else's life? Right. No, I mean, and I, I agree. I think, I mean, we're not only putting students' lives at risk. I mean, you have to think about the educators, too. Uh, the educators that are more prone to illness, the educators that are older, obviously older than students. So I really do think that is a good point. And I think the biggest thing to think about with this issue is that it's not black and white. I mean, there is a lot of gray area, and I think we're doing a very good job touching upon that. But I guess when I think about, I mean, li- life is going to go on with COVID. And, and I think we talked that it's probably going to continue forever. We're going to have more strains. And hopefully, as more science and data comes out, the strains will be less severe, which I think that's what we're seeing with Omicron. There's uh, a, there's less deaths than um, the Delta variant or um, just the first coronavirus variant. I don't even know if they have um, a variant for that. But I guess I think um, and looking at this as a big picture, I think that it will bring people a lot of common sense, which I mean, I think some can argue Omicron is pretty much like a head cold, which, again, a head cold could literally kill someone who is elderly. They can get killed by anything. But I know, I mean, personal experience, if I'm sick, I'm not going to go out. And I think that with the craziness that COVID and all the variants has brought is it gives people more incentive to, to stay home and use their common sense. Mm-hmm. I remember so clearly in elementary school that if you were sick, you still went to school. That's just how it was. And think about your classroom. When one student was sick, it seemed like it just spread so rapidly. And that's what we're seeing right now. I think in the workplace, it'll show, okay, I mean, I get that people take advantage of the system and want to use their sick days. But I think if you are sick, you should stay home. And even here um, in athletics, we've been told for years that if you're sick, and you're throwing up, you bring a bucket to the weight room. Like you do not miss, you do not miss practice. Mm -hmm. But ever since COVID, and I remember last year um, when they were doing symptom checks, if you had a headache or a sore throat, you wouldn't be allowed in the weight room. And maybe is that a little bit too, is that a little bit um, out of reach? Maybe, but I just think that it shows, okay, we should take uh, illnesses, a little bit more seriously and people should be able to use their common sense and trust okay you know what I'm not feeling very good I'm feeling under the weather I shouldn't go out today I think that's a great point so first just to begin um the original virus it's called SARS-CoV-2 and every time that the virus mutates that becomes a variant we actually have an article on SEU news describing the variants and so basically whenever a virus mutates it gets less in severity of illness, transmission, et cetera, okay? That's why Omicron is currently less severe in symptoms in terms of what we first saw during the outbreak of the pandemic, right? Also, I wanna just touch up on the points that you just made. Um, I do think the pandemic has brought to light that we should take illness more seriously. People should not have to come into work People should not have to go play sports or go to school if they're feeling sick, any type of illness, right? Because one, you're putting yourself at risk and you're also putting others at risk, which is what we've really established during the pandemic. For me, that means taking a look at 
how the U.S. prioritizes production over the safety of their people, right? Mm -hmm. So just for example, I know that a lot of people in the U.S. are living paycheck to paycheck. They have to go into work in order to survive, period. And moreover, these companies really prioritize, you know, production of their capital rather than the health and safety of their people, of their workers, Mm -hmm. right? The top example that comes to my head is Amazon, right? There's been so many articles put out within the past year. I know we're kind of straying from the topic and I'll come back around. (laughs) But there's been so many articles put out the last year of issues Amazon has had as a corporation with how they treat their workers, right? People having to pee in bottles because they can't even go on break. They literally monitored what they were doing on the job, right? How productive they were being. And it's like, at what point do you stop and say, hey, your profit isn't more important than my health, you know? And I think that's kind of what the blessing in disguise of this pandemic has brought is it really challenges these issues. It challenges what our notions of work are, what our notions of productivity are, and how we should evaluate life and really prioritize people's lives over being present, basically. Right. Yeah, no, and I think that's a great point to bring up. And again, I agree with your word choice there, saying a blessing in disguise, because it really is. I mean, we could be saving lives. We could be also being, we could be and end up being more productive within the workplace because Essentially, if people are staying home uh, because of a sickness, they are less likely to get their coworkers ill, which, again, I mean, I think you just have to take it as a glass half empty kind of scenario and just go from there. Completely agree. So just to come back to the original topic, I know we kind of got off a little off topic, but what do we personally believe about this mass expectancy policy on campus? I know we've gone over students' views kind of general population beliefs. Um, But just curious, I want to know exactly what your beliefs are. Yeah, I mean, as and I don't know if we've totally touched on the specific reason why we cannot be required. So according to Utah legislation, Bill HB 1007, masks cannot be mandated in any form of uh, education, whether that's public education or higher education. Um, but I think it's also important to note it's only with public schools. So uh, BYU, they have a mask mandate up there. I would assume Westminster College does have a mask mandate because they are in Salt Lake County and um, it's a smaller school. I would just assume I can't say that for fact. So I think that's uh, just really important to note that that's why we've kind of changed the language to or from mask friendly to masks encouraged to masks recommended to masks expected. Um, so it's kind of like the highest form before um, it goes back to being required, which, again, I don't see that happening. Um, you know what? I, I do like the idea of having an option. Um, again, this kind of goes back to the point that I just barely made. If I'm sick. I'm not going to go to class. Um, And I think the climate that we live in, our professors would be pretty understanding, especially with the shortage of tests going around. Um, I do like having the option of being able to wear a mask. I I know for me, I personally feel like I learn better when I don't have something on my face. And I don't know if that's just a personal excuse or anything. I just, I think that, especially right now with Omicron, 
this specific variant is going to run its course. People are getting it left and right. Um, and right now, I don't know if the transmission rates would really decrease if everyone was wearing a mask in class because there's really no way to monitor outside of school. People at the gym, they're more than likely not going to be wearing a mask. Grocery stores, dining, even when we had to wear masks, walking into a restaurant, we sit down and take them off. I mean, we're all sitting in the same room. It's still like COVID is swarming in there. So I think it's nice that we do have the option. I totally understand um, the people that want to wear a mask where they um, are either uh, compromised themselves or living with people that are, and they still want to attend school in person. I totally understand that viewpoint. But again, I just don't think it's very probable to say, yep, we have to wear masks in school when other places it's not required. Okay, great answer. Um, I really, really appreciate all of Lexi's points first is what I want to say. So for me, there. First, I also just want to touch up on SUU cannot legally require us to wear masks. So whatever the school administration could decide to do, what they're doing now is the most they can. They can only expect us to wear masks, and that's the wording they're choosing to go. So I feel like they're doing a good job in that. They covered their grounds. Um, for me personally, I do believe people should wear masks at this point, right? So the reason being is because one, like I stated earlier, Utah is, is currently under federal investigation for possibly discriminating against those who have disabilities, right? Because for example, I don't know if there's people or not who have chosen to not attend SUU who previously did because they are immunocompromised. And if they attend school, I mean, we all see it. No one is basically wearing their mask here, right? And what the masks do is basically prevent yourself from transmitting what you could possibly have to another person, right? It's not completely proven to prevent transmission, but it does decrease it, mm -hmm. right? So for me, also, you don't know if you have the virus or not. Some people are asymptomatic, meaning they don't showcase symptoms. Mm -hmm. And also, to be honest, I don't think that I trust everyone completely to make the better judgment call of staying home when they start to feel symptoms. Also, it's really hard to really determine whether what you're feeling is something that could be caused by the virus or you wake up and you're just like, I feel groggy today. I feel tired. I feel fatigued. I'm having some of these symptoms. We, we've all done it. We've all Googled like, why is my throat sore? Is it because of COVID or is it because my AC was on too high that, like, that night? Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, it's why not take the safest route? And that's wearing a mask for me. And it is true. When you go to other places, you don't know what people are doing. The whole point is, as an institution here in, in the university, how can we prevent, as a society, more hospitalization from happening, right? Also, protecting your students, protecting those with disabilities. And honestly, I just don't want to get sick. So I really believe that people don't take it into a better judgment call. I know, like you and I, we would probably stay home if we felt sick. I know in the beginning of the semester, I actually had Omicron, and I got tested immediately, Right. And then once I found out I had the virus, I stayed home. However, during that time period where I didn't have testing available to me, I probably got others around me sick, you know, if I wasn't wearing my mask. And that's not something that worries me. You don't know who you're infecting. Right. My sickness could literally pass on to someone who is immunocompromised and that could be a life or death decision for them. You know, so I just think personally on my part, it's just kind of an individualized act 
to choose not to wear your mask because I am only the one benefiting from that rather than serving, you know, the community. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I appreciate your points. And I think something very important that you brought up and that I totally agree with is people that are asymptomatic. Because again, like we talked about, if we are sick, we're more than likely going to go get tested or stay home. But if you are carrying it and not even knowing, again, you don't know who you will be getting sick. So that's that's the scary thing. I know if I was sick, I wouldn't go around my grandparents. But what if I'm carrying it and not even knowing and I potentially get them super sick? I think that is by far the scariest part about this whole virus. So I just have one question for you to find common ground with this issue. I think you and I have Obviously, we both say that we appreciate each other's points and we've kind of fed off of each other. So I I feel like, again, like this issue isn't super black and white and we have found common ground. But if you were to say, and I think it was one of our um, opinions that we got on campus, if students were vaccinated and tested negative, do you, I mean, do you think that's a probable solution for students not to wear masks? Not just at SUU, but just at colleges or public schools in general. Yes, I do, actually. The reason being is that when you're vaccinated, you're basically building antibodies to protect you from variations of COVID, right? It might not protect you from a specific variant, right? But it's going to have antibodies develop within you so that you're better able to fight those variants that you may be exposed to. Also, when you're vaccinated, you have less of a chance of passing on the virus to someone else. And then your illness is also, your risk of illness also decreases. So I do think that's absolutely some some type of common ground we can find. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I think that would be the most ideal situation, the most probable, unfortunately, with the world that we live in and how, again, people are against mandates. Um, they respond to them pretty poorly. I don't think it's the most probable solution, but I think that's the best way to honestly find common ground and be like, you know what? This is, this is an ideal situation, and I think it would probably be the safest solution as well. 100%. Awesome. I'm glad we could find some commonality within that discussion. Tune in um, in a couple weeks from now. We're going to be talking about voting rights. Thanks for listening, guys.